This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Chipped nipples. The Trump comb over. Marketing genius Snoop Dogg. Just one bad sensory roulette. And Rick's brush with John Wayne Bobbitt. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to the first episode of 2018 of Minutia Man. I'm Rick Kemper. And I'm Dave Stern. And you know what? This is going to be the best year ever, Rick. <laughs> is it? 2008. We are going to. Oh, we are hey, Dave, push it's the 2018, end. not 2008. Oh, what did I say? 2008? Yeah. <laughs> you know there what we we're, we're off to a great start <laughs> i met 2018 uh you know what fuck it it'll be a it'll be a mediocre year as usual you know 2000, 2008 was a great year it was 2008 was a good year that was the year we started our uh, just one bad century website right. thinking that was the year the cubs were going to win the world series and i got a few more years of your horrible despair for the cubs losing and if you remember what? right after they had that just horrendously awful exit in the playoffs we sold a ton of shirts (laughs) thousands of them literally thousands of crying cub shirts those were the days that's a product that really isn't that in demand anymore no no although we shouldn't talk it down because i believe somebody today may win a uh crying cub t-shirt a very good tease. Yes. And and you're right. And it's even somebody from another country. Ooh. Yeah. But let's... Uh, okay. Okay. I don't want to ruin it. Um, um, you know... Uh, Happy, New- Happy New Year. Hey, did you just crap out there? No, I said Happy oh. New Year to you. Uh, well, Happy New Year to you, too. I feel like uh, I kind of miss you. I, I have... You know, I don't really, but I sort of do. I mean, I haven't seen you since New Year's Day. That's only a week ago. Sissy boy. That's it's, really not that long ago. It's eight days ago. We're recording you, this on the ninth. Now, are you a resolution guy? I used to be. I, I, I oh. you know, every year I would, you know, hit uh, New Year's Day and I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to either give up uh, carbs or drinking which, you know, carbs, same thing. Yeah. Or, or pay attention to my children. No, no, I don't think I've ever done that one. Um, but yeah, after after like a month or so, I'm like, eh. Yeah, screw it. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, I went out and bought my fat suit at the end of last year, and I'm kind of at ease with it. I'm kind right. of at ease with it. Well, money doesn't grow on trees. You you know, you, you get thin and you can't wear your suit, your, your sport jackets anymore. That's money out the window. Right, right. You know, seven months from now, I'm going to officially age out of the demographic, the uh, 25 to 54 year old demographic, and I will be considered dead by the yeah. advertising a- community. Advertisers. Yeah, right. Um, well, I was going to do a, a 2018 resolution. It was going to it was going to be to work on my low self esteem. <laughs> okay, uh, but I don't think I can do it. <laughs> I got that. That's very <laughs> Well, happy new year. Yeah. Happy new year to you. And, uh, much health and happiness to you and your family and all of our listeners. Out yeah. There. You know, we got some nice reviews over the uh, holidays. We were off for two weeks and um, you sent me some of the reviews. Let me see. There's a couple here that I just found very, uh, 
very entertaining. Here's one. Uh, this is from Chubby Smalls in USA. <laughs> this is the only show that could seamlessly weave in topics as diverse as testicular fungus, psychosomatic heart attacks, and the sex life of widows in one episode and make it entertaining. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, uh, but uh, also, there was just a ton of them from England for some reason. Right? Uh, well, I don't want to give away who won the oh. retweet contest, oh, but okay. I'm going to say England because it was somebody from England won. You know what? Why don't we go out of the box? Why don't we just announce the winner right off the bat? Well, let me let me give you a couple of uh, a British uh, reviews just so okay. you uh, here's one that I really liked. Uh, this is a really enjoyable wander through bits and bobs of life. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's so British, right? Right, 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 right. Sure. And uh, there's another one. These two are ace. <laughs> We're, we should start doing road shows in England. We should. Whatever. Um, Lane W. from Birmingham, England yeah, Birmingham. was the winner. Cool. It was winner of our retweet and refire follow contest. All you have to do to win is retweet and follow us on Twitter. And Lane will be winning a crying cub t-shirt, which I'm sure he is going to love because he's really going to understand what that's <laughs> in reference to. He, um, he also got back in the game, rich King, a Chicago sports writers book. I'm sure he's going to love that one too. <laughs> And an Amish Chicago coffee mug is going uh, is going out to him in Birmingham, England. So congratulations goes out to Lane. That's going to cost w. us a fortune on. Uh, I know. On well, mailing. I don't know. I don't know what to do though. I mean, if somebody is retweeting and following and following us, they should be entered into the contest. I can't, in all good conscience, I can't not let yeah, them I win. Guess that's right? True. Here's a, here's another uh, quick one. Uh, the Hoopers podcast from the UK said, I know this sounds flippant, but I very much appreciate that both speakers had excellent podcasting voices. Don't underestimate that. Great for paying attention and soothing to fall asleep to <laughs> at the same time. You know what? I'll take any praise, no matter how backhanded it might be. Right? I like that, too. Um, we got one yesterday or the day before yesterday that said something like, if you love tangents and... You know, if you like unlimited tangents and, and and conversations that can go anywhere, believe me, this is the podcast for you. Believe me, like yeah. <laughs> like we're talking maybe a little bit too much rambling, but it's okay. whatever. Exactly. So you want to fire it up? OK, we uh, promised the listeners minutia and I've got some audio that uh, will get us going here. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave, what do you got? Well, for our listeners in America, or the States, as we call it, um, this has been a brutal winter so far. I mean, it is. What has are been they calling that thing out east? The uh, Like a snow bomb or something? Yeah, a cyclone some, snow yeah, bomb or right. whatever? Uh, I mean, it has been really cold, especially in the Midwest and on the East Coast. I think Chicago, I think we had, what, 15 days that it never, that the high never got over like 15 degrees or 20 degrees or something like that. Yeah, I, I made a uh, tactical mistake when it first snowed. I thought, you know what, I'm not going to shovel. Yeah, because it'll just go yeah, away. Exactly. And, uh, you know, when it stays about five degrees outside, it doesn't go away. 
um, oh, I haven't seen my testicles since like the fifth day of Hanukkah. Okay, I'll, I'll uh, just check here. We are seven minutes, 46 seconds <laughs> into the show. All right. Oh, what, before I mentioned my testicles? Uh-huh. Okay. What was the over-under? I, I think it was nine minutes. So um, Now, severe, severe cold weather can cause lots of medical issues, right? Sure. Frostbite, you know, frostbite. Um, if you're in Wisconsin, you're going to go snowmobiling and you could get decapitated, right? That happens to it. <laughs> That's times. true. It happens every, every winter. Right. Right. Heart attacks while shoveling the snow. And thank God you never shoveled the snow because no. you could have had a heart attack. I also have but three there's sons. Some, um, but there's also something in Maine that is becoming all too common. And you know what it is called? I don't. It's a chipped nipples. Which is ironically the my favorite side dish at Thanksgiving, chipped nipples. <laughs> it's delicious with the gravy. <laughs> yeah. Hospitals across Maine are reporting an unprecedented number of people visiting emergency rooms because their nips are getting chipped. Their nipples. Their nipples you're talking their about. Their nipples. Right. The little chipped like chipped like how. Uh, I guess little pieces of them come off because it gets so cold. They're like frozen nips. Oh, my nipple. God. Yeah. So when it's cold, when it's this cold, I have a quote from a doctor. When it's this cold, we try to warn people that they'll chip and nip out there if you're not careful. Made Maine Medical Center Emergency Room physician Dr. Sanjay Akari says, even bundling up in extreme lengths can't always protect against chipping. The medical term for chipped nips is hyper extreme extreme nipple glaciation, and it only occurs when temperatures drop below 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, he also went on to say, from a scientific point of view, there just isn't enough research as to why it happens, other than the fact that when it's colder than a whore's heart in church, I love this. When it's colder than a whore's heart in church, I never heard that before. Have you ever heard that analogy? No, this is complete. This is not real. This is what a doctor mean? saying this. A doctor is using that term in the article, and he's calling it chip nips. No, he's calling it a hyper extreme nipple glaciation. Gallery, what's what's the website? Uh, I don't know. Just Google. Are you wait? Are you are you saying this is fake news? I'm saying this is fake news. Right. Uh, well. Chip Google, hang on. Yeah, Google main chip nipples. All right. The uh, new main new main news. New main yeah. news. Okay. Hang on a second. They've got an Indian doctor. It's got to be true. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not true. Doctor Sanjay Akari. Okay, I'm on their site. This is called the new main news. All right. This is a tip for all of you out there who are. Uh, wondering what is what is real and what is fake go yeah. to the about section all right hang on a second okay i don't like the way this is going my friend <laughs> if this is i'm telling you if this is real i will apologize but i this is not this all right hang on about i even re- i even researched remedies for chip nipples <laughs> okay well listen to me this is this is what it says on the new main news about new main news all right the new Maine News was formed in 1820 to champion the statehood of Maine, hence the name New Maine News. Originally okay. founded by a collective of Maine farmers and fishermen, it was bought out by a wealthy Boston newspaper man, Victor Montpelier 
Cabot Lamont II in 1859 for a sum of $75 to be paid out over a period of 100 years. <laughs> the, paper, the paper was then sold by Lamont in 1860 to a collective of prohibitionists who renamed the paper the New Dry Main News. The name stuck until the passing of the 18th Amendment, at which point the senior staff of the paper decided it was redundant since all newspapers were technically dry newspapers. Dave? Yeah, I'm here. Go on. <laughs> I, I still haven't heard that it's fake. The name was changed briefly to Maine's perfected Daily Triumph in print and then back to the new Maine News. This is what we call a uh, a parody site, Dave. Say, uh, son of a not, bitch real so these remedies that i found are these real to no to i don't remedy think so. chip I, nipple? Think, I think nipples don't chip even if rubbing they get really cold well that's that's not true because i think when breastfeeding women breastfeeding you can chip a nipple or bite the nipple and little pieces of the nipple come off because i have remedies rub care cabbage or basil leaves on your nipples <laughs> yeah, but th- they're being bitten it's, they're not they're not chipping because of the cold i was gonna i was gonna offer that any women that had chipped nipples can bring a 12 pack over to the minutia men's studios and we'll look at them for free well fuck it now forget it all right what's your story then screw you screw you what do you got mr real news guy Okay, hang on a second. I've got I've got real news and I've got a jingle. All right, uh, please stand by for the jingle first. This is Dave's spotlight on bald contributions. Time now for balds in the news. What up, baldy? With Rick and Dave. All right, it's the the audio says this is Dave's bit. Uh, balds in the news, but it actually uh, is Dave's bit that I'm going to do for you. And this is all about the great new book that's out by uh, Michael Wolf. That you've been hundred percent true. Everything in that everything <laughs> in that book is completely true. I guess I guess we are on a fake news uh, <laughs> tangent here, but I believe this part. In my favorite part of this book, "The Fire and the Fury" uh, by Michael Wolf, is the description of what uh, Donald Trump does every day to um, get his hair to look the way it does. I absolutely love this. And uh, according to Michael Wolf, Ivanka, his daughter, makes fun of him and tells people how he does it. And that is totally believable. Oh, that's totally true. Every kid makes fun of their dad when they do a bad comb over. So, okay. All, All right. right. So, so, so here it is. All right. She often described the mechanics behind it to friends. An absolutely clean pate, uh, you know. A, a contained island after scalp reduction surgery. So he's got nothing on there. A, yeah, right. Of course. Nothing. It's completely bald. Surrounded by a furry circle of hair around the sides <laughs> of the front. <laughs> it is furry. Go on. From which all ends are drawn up to meet in the center and then swept back and secured by a stiffening spray. All yeah, right. So it's yeah. so it comes in the center. And then he he leans it forward and then combs it back to make it look like he's combing it back. All right, that's the that's the three corner box top with the frontal tough fluff up backflip. <laughs> the balding uh, handbook. Also, the balding. Yes, handbook. this is what I want to give you credit for. 
Uh, just uh, one more thing before we finish the uh, the Trump thing. The color she would point out to comical effect was from a product called Just for Men. The longer it was left on, the darker it got, and because of his impatience, Trump's orange blonde hair is the result. Yeah, that is not fake news. That book, <laughs> that, yeah that that part of the book is a hundred percent true. Now, uh, if you go to David Stern's book, The Balding Handbook. Uh, which I have right here. Um, available available at cartspress.com. Uh, the five stages of grieving for your hair loss. In part one, denial. Chapter two, comb-overs. <laughs> you name the various different types of comb-overs, including the flip, which at that time Rudy Giuliani had. You've got yeah. the frontal tuft fluff-up, fluff up, yeah. as you mentioned. That was uh, Al Gore. Al Gore, sure. You had the soft-serve swirl or the Taliban, which was uh, <laughs> Lou Henson, former yeah. Illinois basketball coach, and the Trump. Uh-huh. You called it the Trump, which was brand new at that time. Um, and here's what you write in the book. The Trump is probably the most recent comb-over innovation. Trumpers grow their hair really long in the back and sides. So you're correct there. Hey, wait a second. I took I coined the term Trumpers. I know. I <laughs> oh know. This is 2011. You wrote this. Um, Go on. See. I love I love hearing about how they, great I am. They grow going. their hair really long in the back and sides. They flip it toward the front and keep it in place with ozone layer killing industrial strength hairspray. And, and here's <laughs> where you do a little uh, joke. There's no need to see the certificate of the bozo who birthed this movement. Because at that time he was a big birther. Of course. Yeah. But of course. suffice it to say that baldologists everywhere get a certain glee when they tell their clients comb overs, you're fired. That is literature right there, <laughs> don't you think? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um well I should and I should be given more credit, don't you think? I think so. I'm giving it know. to you right now. Uh, if anybody would like to read this book again, Eckhartspress.com. It's like nine bucks, right? It's not even, it's like eight ninety five. Yeah. I'll it, sign it. It fits into your I'll pocket. Sign, yeah, I'll sign it. You're right. It fits in your pocket. So for a handy reference, mm-hmm. whenever you, if you're a man who's possibly losing his hair, put the book in your pocket and the wit, you know, you'll have the words of wisdom at your fingertips. I believe you call it a spiritual masterpiece. The most important book ever written, Rick. Okay. If you would like to subscribe to Minutia Men, there's several ways you can do it, Rick. Okay. Uh, iTunes, yes. Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher. Uh, you can also go to the Radio Misfits, uh, radiomisfits.com. You can download the episodes there, and you can also see some of the wonderful podcasts that are also available on the network. And you can win. Remember, retweet and follow us on Twitter, and you'll get a chance to win a prize pack worth up to $25. Did you mention the iHeartRadio app, too? people can uh, i don't know i don't know if i did but iHeartRadio, where it's available okay. there as well so listen um, comment rate and subscribe yeah Man. and we may even mention your review on the air uh i've got something that i don't think is fake news but you'll be the judge of it evidently okay. <laughs> that's what i do uh every once in a while there comes along you know an inventor or an entrepreneur who is so brilliant that his genius will be felt for many generations, right? Yes. Um, you know, Thomas Edison, Einstein, yep. you know, Mark Zuckerberg, and now you can add Snoop Dogg to the list. <laughs> okay. Right? 
in a move to capitalize on California's recent decision to legalize recreational marijuana, Snoop Dogg's marijuana-focused media outlet, I'm not sure what a marijuana-focused media outlet does, but the name of the company is called Mary Jane. They've teamed up with Jack in the Box to offer the Mary Munchie Meal in select locations in Southern California. Oh, this is genius. Uh, Isn't it? The Mary Munchie Meal includes, okay, get a paper and pencil, uh, get a pencil and paper handy because it's a pretty long list. Two tacos. Okay. Five mini churros. Three crispy chicken strips. I mean, that's pretty filling right there, right? It is. That's not all. A half serving of curly fries and a half serving of regular fries and a small drink because you got to wash it down, obviously. Uh, it's called, like I said, the Mary Munchie Meal. It's, uh, it is available in Southern California right now. And guess what the price is? Uh, Ten bucks. Four twenty. Oh, uh, nice. You, you under, you, yeah, four dollars and yeah. twenty cents. See, and we used to do our T-shirts for nineteen dollars and eight cents. Nineteen oh eight. Yeah, the Cubs. Same thing. Now, I was research. You know, I was always wondering. Do you know why four twenty is associated with pot? Yeah, I do. Uh, in the back recesses of my mind, but why don't you tell me what it is? Um, okay, here's a little marijuana minutia for you. Uh, well, some people thought that 420 was the code that police officers would say, you know, I got a 420 of marijuana smoking progress. That's not true. Um, also, they thought 420 was a reference to Adolf Hitler's birthday. Now, if there's one person in history that never spoke pot, I think it was Adolf Hitler, don't you think? Oh, I don't know. I could see him doing it. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I, I can, I can I see. Guess not, not the mellower ones, not, the, not <laughs> the stuff that mellows you out. I guess you get a right. point there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, dear Fuhrer, do you want to invade Poland? No, dude. <laughs> dear dude, I'm cool. You know, right? Um, got any schnitzels I, lying around? Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Oh, I got some munchies. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so I have a feeling Hitler and Pot. Um, also, there was a um, thought that a Bob Dylan song, Rady Day, Rady Day Woman, had the numbers 12 and 35, and because 12 was multiplied by 35, it equals 420. Again, I think that's a little complex for people that are high. Here is the real reason. In 1975, five students at San Rafael High School would meet at 4.20 p.m. by the campus's statue of chemist, Louis Pasteur, to get high. The group, uh, I can even tell you the names of the guys, Steve Capper, Dave Radai, Jeffrey Noel, Larry Schwartz, and Mark Gravich became known as the Waldos because they met by a wall. (laughs) Where's Waldo? Right over there. Uh, And they would say 4.20 to each other as a code for, hey, let's get high after school. Because they met at 4:20. A few years later, one of the guys went to work as a roadie for the Grateful Dead, and on December 28, 1990, a group of deadheads before a show in Oakland handed out flyers that invited people to smoke pot at 4:20 on April 20th. Wait a minute, deadheads were doing drugs? <laughs> right. Well, I'm I'm surprised that they had the the effort to print up flyers. Right. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Uh, so they printed up the flyers, and one of the flyers ended up in the hands of Steve Bloom, who was a former reporter for High Times, you know, the magazine, the cannabis, mm-hmm. the marijuana, 
magazine and they printed it up and from that point forward 420 was associated with marijuana wow so, so there i was totally wrong i thought it has something to do with april 20th that's something that happened on april 20th yeah i don't i don't think no it is just these five guys five brilliant entrepreneurs created 420 and i'm sure are getting no, nothing for it um and it has nothing to do with adolf hitler either okay well i kind of figured that all right well thank you it's time for our next feature Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, uh, last uh, last time we spoke, I told you that I had gone through my Every Cub Ever feature at Just One Bad Century, and I had updated it, and I was looking at the numbers over the uh, holiday break, and a ton of people were actually on the site looking at the Every Cub Ever. And so I want to play another something called uh, Just One Bad Century Roulette. Okay. This is where right. you get to pick a, a letter of the alphabet mm-hmm. and then a number. And I will read the uh, the cub that is associated with that. Should we get Vinny to produce a jingle? Because this might be, is this going to be a mainstay, maybe? Uh, Job key roulette. Yeah, it could be. All right. Um Z? No, let's not do Z. Uh, T7. 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 Hang on, it does take a second to load. Alrighty. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. We just missed Chuck Tanner, who was a uh, member here. White Sox manager. Yes. White Sox manager. He also played for the Cubs as a player. Um, and we get to Kevin Tappany. Oh, Tap. Remember Pick, him? Pitcher. pitcher. Sure, I remember Kevin Tappany. Sure. He was coming off seven double-digit win seasons in the American League and a World Series championship in Minnesota when he joined the Cubs before the 97 season. He didn't realize it at the time, but he was walking into a buzzsaw. <laughs> that 97 team lost their first 14 games on the way to a humiliating last-place finish. On the other hand, Tappany was a key co- contributor the following seasons when the Cubs made it to the playoffs. He won 19 games during the regular season and was leading the Braves one to nothing in the bottom of the ninth inning in game two of the NLDS when Ryan Klesko touched him for a game-tying <sighs> homer. Oh, God. Cubs lost uh, in the 10th, and Tappany lost it completely the following year and never put up good numbers again. So Kevin Tappany turned into Kevin Crappany. Yeah, very good. Very good. <laughs> Us White Sox fans, we could just we could make a name like this within seconds. You like this feature uh, because they all end unhappily. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that that actually did brighten my day. I remember Kevin Tappany. In fact, here's a little piece of minutia. Uh the house that I live in now, we bought it in 1998. And the guy who sold it to us, I believe his name was Randy Deutsch, um, was very, very good friends with Kevin Tappany. And in fact, had a ton of Kevin Tappany memorabilia in the basement. Is that for real? Yeah, totally for real. There was like a, there was a cap, you know, signed and there was balls signed and, um, you know, there was, I don't, I don't think a baseball, but no, but there's a whole bunch of and he Kevin kept that stuff. He didn't, he didn't leave yeah. it with the house. Yeah. That was terms of the agreement. You got to get all this shit out of here before we move in. Okay. But, uh, 
but but he was a big fan or a big big friend of Kevin Tappany, and he said that Kevin Tappany lived around here. Interesting. Um, yeah. So all right. All right. Well, there you what go. Else? Who knew that that would tie in so well? It's time yeah. for our final feature of the day. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So here we are, Dave. I believe this is episode 79 or 80. Mm-hmm. And we still haven't run out of celebrities. If you look in your Costco jar there, there's, there's still, still a ton left. <laughs> there's still a ton of them left. This, uh, this feature can go on for years. I'm telling you. Why well, don't you Dip your hand into the Costco jar and pull out a name of a celebrity, and I will tell you the story of how I met that person. And this is a wonderful one, uh, and I have not heard this story. John Wayne Bobbitt. Okay, now I bet you there's a whole generation of Americans that have no idea who John Wayne Bobbitt is. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, that was what, 25 years ago? 20 it was years 1993. Ago. So, yeah, 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and we and, cater to a younger demographic too, because we're hip. Because we're hip old guys. Exactly. So yeah, I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of listeners out there that have no idea. So illuminate us. Okay, so uh, John Wayne Bobbitt was not a uh, a celebrity in the in the arts. Um, no. He he was known. He was not a politician. He wasn't an athlete. He was known for being a news story, basically. And the news story was that his wife, Lorena Bobbitt, while he was sleeping, cut his penis off and then yeah. drove away and threw it in the woods. Right. That's a bad morning when you wake up to that, right? And he had to go find it. Uh, uh, how, how much, how much, how well, how hard of a sleeper must you be? <laughs> Well, apparently, I mean, there's, you know, this is not a happy story, really. I mean, it's a funny <laughs> one, but um, what it turns out that he was kind of a, a drunk and he abused her. He was a dick. Oh, very good. And and we wrote a song about him, um, which I, I can recite the lyrics off the top of my head if you'd like to hear them. Sure. Um, we're not singing, Tony, but uh, I wrote these lyrics so I can I can say them, right? There was a Jimmy Soul song that came out in the 60s, and I think it was called, If You Want to Be Happy for the Rest of Your Life, Never Make a Pretty Woman Your Wife. And our song was, If You Want to Make Lorena Bobbitt Your Wife, You Better Hide the Butcher Knife. (laughs) John Wayne Bobbitt found out that's true when she woke him cutting off his wazoo. (laughs) Lorena said John wasn't treating her well, so he wound up in a prison cell. When he got acquitted, Lorena scoffed. That's the last time he gets off. (laughs) And then I'll just do one more verse. Are you sure Lennon and McCartney didn't write this? (laughs) I remember the first verse. I don't remember the second verse. It's a story we all have heard and the controversy that it stirred. The story of their marital strife that ended gruesomely with a knife. She just sliced off his manhood and then she tossed it in the woods. They say the grass there did turn greener, fertilized by a sliced-off wiener. Thank you very much. So anyway, John Wayne Bobbitt was highly sought after as an interview subject. Ever, I mean, I think Diane Sawyer was sending him flowers. You know how how they like, yeah, you know, right. they were Katie Couric right. and uh, and and uh, Connie Chung got in a fist fight yeah. trying to, you know. <laughs> well, about a year later, after the story had settled down, we heard that he was coming to Chicago. 
Well, he was doing like a tour, like a cut-off penis tour, wasn't he? Or <laughs> he he had it reattached. Yeah. And starting a porno. Right, 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 right. He right, started right. a porno, so he was going around, you know, promoting his porno. And I have the uncut version, <laughs> but I'm. Ch- <laughs> I think it was actually called John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. <laughs> okay, um, probably. I think it was. Anyway, so John and I, uh, Landecker and I, talked about whether or not we should have him on the show because he, you know, he was a wife beater, and you know, he right. and he was not. A bright guy. If you listen to his interviews, he was, you know, stuttering all over himself. And I thought, you know what? This is, it's not going to be a good interview. But I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could have him saying, hey, this is John Wayne Bobbitt. You're listening to John Records Landecker on Oldies 104.3. So I said, So you're going to use him. You didn't want an interview, but you wanted to use him for a a drop in. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. What's in it for me? I I felt like he wasn't full interview material. Right. He wasn't worthy. Right. So I sent Vinny out there with a tape recorder and had him record that sentence. This is John Wayne Bobbitt, you know, and you're listening to John Brecker's Landeck or something like that. There might have been. Was was there a press conference? How did Vinny find him? I mean, did he he knock on his hotel door? How did. He was doing an appearance somewhere promoting his uh, porno. So I'm like, you know, adult, adult video shack somewhere in chicago um i don't remember what the promo said exactly but i do remember that vince just kept it rolling as don wayne baba tried to read this one and a half sentences (laughs) and he couldn't do it (laughs) he couldn't do it he kept trying and every like third word he stumbled oh this is john this is john and we kept the promo instead of it being like a uh, a ten or fifteen second drop in. It ended up being like fifty seconds of him trying to do it, <laughs> and he never got it right. <laughs> got uh, the station letters wrong. He got the, <laughs> the call. He got the uh, slogan wrong. He got his own name wrong twice. Um, well, in his defense, it was only a year after it happened, so he may have been having some post traumatic. You know, yeah. penis syndrome. That's true. You uh, hold a microphone; uh, it does look like a penis. Right. You hold it right. Well, up didn't Mike? Mouth. Didn't Mike Royko? Again, for people outside of Chicago, Mike Royko. Mike Royko was, uh, I don't know, the one of the greatest columnists in a Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist, columnist for the Chicago Times Tribune and Daily News. And didn't he, on the basis of that song that you wrote, call you a genius? Well, <laughs> now that you bring it up. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I was not a stable genius. (laughs) Right, exactly. But you wrote great parody songs and Mike Royko. Now, he was a little liquored up. He was known to be kind of boozed up. Yeah, he had a a few gins that day. But Uh, uh, yes, he did say that about me. Called you a genius. Now, that's pretty cool. Yes. I have one witness and it's Bridget. And and she always ends it with, yeah, but he was liquored up at the time. So, to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to meet us on Saturday night, we're going to be at the Bookseller in Lincoln Square in Chicago because one of our authors at Eckhart's Press has Book won. Book of the year. Yeah. Book of the year. 
Chicago Writers Association Book of the Year, ML Collins. So congratulations to her. And we'll be there to support her. And why don't you come out, too? It's always a fun time. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We've been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? You can chip a nipple or bite the nipple and little pieces of the nipple come off.